This is on planning and prayer. Uh, John seven sixty to 18. And Jesus answered and said, My doctrine is not mine, but his that sent me. If any man will do his will, he shall know of the doctrine, whether it be of God, or whether I speak of myself. He that speaks of himself seeks his own glory. But he that seeks his glory that sent him, the same is true. And no, righteous, no unrighteousness is in him. While I was visiting Kampala some years ago, the Lord showed me that I was to speak on righteousness and the Holy Spirit over and over again. And I was to show how the gift of salvation delivered us from sin through repentance and receiving Jesus as Lord and Saviour. But at this level, the devil could still tempt us and we had to fight sin to walk close to, to God. And then there is the gift of righteousness described in five, Romans 5, 17 to 21. For if by one man's offence death reigned by one, how much they which receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. Therefore, as by the offence of one, judgment came upon all men to condemnation, even so the righteousness of one, the free gift came upon all men unto justification of life. For as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one many shall be made righteous. Moreover, the law entered that the offence might abound, but where sin abounded, grace abounded more. That is, sin has reigned unto death, even so grace reigns through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. You see, the devil has no regard for a sinner as he can, has control over that person already and knows that the wages of sin is death. But the devil will fear the righteous man. Sin causes man to become weaker and weaker. For instance, when does an alcoholic become an alcoholic? It is a moment when the lure of alcohol becomes stronger than the person's ability to say no. And this person will get less and less able to say no to that temptation until they are a prisoner of the demons themselves who will torment that person into hell. But Jesus has given us a way out and true repentance leads to salvation and righteousness leads to eternal life. We have free choice after receiving the gift of salvation Paul stresses how we must do our part continually to choose the gift of righteousness. 1 Timothy 6.11 says, But you, O man of God, flee these things and follow after righteousness, godliness, 
faith, love, patience, meekness. And Romans 10 verse 10 says, For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And James 5.60 says, Confess your faults one to another, and pray for one another that you may be healed. For the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Just as a sinner becomes weaker and weaker through sin, so the man who goes after righteousness, who is able to say no to sin and yes to God, becomes stronger and stronger in righteousness until the gift of righteousness frees him totally from sin. When we submit to God to do only his will, there will be no unrighteousness in us how wonderful this word of God is. One man then came up and said, if the gift of righteousness is a free gift, why must we work towards it? And I answered, if you were given an aeroplane, would you be able to fly? No, you'd need many, many lessons. So in the same way, the Bible trains us in all righteousness. And then you need fuel for the plane to take off and the, and the air to hold it up in the air. In the same way, prayer with righteousness and the wind of the Holy Spirit will enable us to take off and stay up in the higher dimensions of faith. The gift of the Holy Spirit has nine supernatural gifts and these enable us to walk by faith and like a plane, we move forward in obedience to do exactly what the Father has told us to do. Well, this message had far-reaching effects at the International Youth Conference and then at the Leaders' Summit um, in uh, Uganda, and after that, various other ministries and churches. It was at a large church on the second week of my Ugandan trip that I preached this message and led the whole congregation through the prayer of repentance and thought it was complete. So I led the congregation through to the next stage of entering the presence of God through prayer and invited the Holy Spirit gifts to operate, where suddenly an elderly man stood up and repeated, repent, repent, seven times and one by one, Every one of us knelt down in response, and this time everybody repented in tears. Now the Holy Spirit really came down and began to free the people and bring inner healing and physical healing. And then I said, there's somebody struggling with unforgiveness. And all of a sudden there was a scream and a paralyzed woman slithered forward on the floor crying out, I will never forgive my sister. I would rather die than forgive my sister. I couldn't do much for her then, but the next day the evangelist Godfrey took me to what looked like a crusade for unbelievers in his garden. And I gave the same message again and called the people to come forward to receive salvation. No one came forward. So I asked those who wished to be baptized in the Holy Spirit to come forward. No one came forward. 
And then I asked, does anyone wish to serially pursue the gift of righteousness? And the whole lot came forward. And they began to repent. And then the Holy Spirit came down. And I prayed for each one as they were crying. And then I was told most of those were pastors. We then left to go home. We stopped at the church where I had spoken the day before to drop off the bishop's daughter when I spotted the paralyzed woman was still there. Well, came there again, of course. And I asked the bishop if I could pray for her. And I quickly set up my camera in anticipation for the miracle. And then I approached her and said, if the Lord will heal her, the Lord will heal you if you will forgive your sister for not letting you go to USA with her. She agreed to forgive her sister. We prayed the prayer of forgiveness and all of a sudden her paralyzed leg began to shake and she said she felt the power come into it. Then she was able to bend her knee and then she got up and began to walk for the first time in 13 months. And on the way home, Jeffrey said to me, that the old-time message on sin and righteousness was the right message for Kampala at that hour. Revival had come to Uganda after the Idi Amin era, and many new miracles had happened. But during the last few years, the prosperity message had come in, and many pastors had left the message of repentance to one side and taken their eyes off the spiritual things of God for the message of prosperity, looking to mirror material blessings of cars and houses instead. And this had caused sin to creep into many of their lives. Now, the message that I was giving them to return to true biblical gospel, where real miracles happen, they had seen this. And he also mentioned the importance of the simple gospel message I had preached to the pastors the night before, which had caused true repentance to come to them. And Jeffrey helped bring home to me the actual theological standing of sticking to the true gospel of salvation, righteousness, and the gifts of the Holy Spirit that lead to genuine healings and miracles. And all I had done is obey the Lord and give the message he had given me to preach, not realizing all that God would do through it. God is so glorious. And then John 7, 28 to 20 days says, Then Jesus cried in the temple as he taught, saying, You both know me, and you know where who I am and that I do not come of myself. But he who sent me is true, whom you do not know, but I know him, for I am from him, and it is he that sends me. And then Jesus said to them in verses 33 and 34, Yet a little while I'm with you, and then I'm going to him who sent me. You'll look for me, but will not find me. And where I am, you cannot come. And he was speaking of his body, which after he would be raised from the dead, was ascend to heaven to the right hand of God. 
And then he says in John 7, 37 to 39, In the last day of the great feast, Jesus stood and cried, If any man thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his bed he shall flow rivers of living water. And this he spoke of the Holy Spirit that they should receive. For the Holy Spirit was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. And Jesus is speaking about the spiritual realm. You cannot go in our body to where Jesus is, but we can go there in the spirit through prayer. And as we come into his presence to wait on him in the spiritual realm of prayer, he will speak to us powerfully so that out of our bodies will flow rivers of living water. Waiting on God is not passive. It's born out of passion to do his will. It is waiting on God as to how to do it. And our love for God takes us into the discipline of waiting to find out how to do his work effectively. So here, Jesus will speak to you. And it does not matter even if you are not a good speaker. If you've heard God, your words will have great power in its effect. And some of you may not even have received Jesus as Lord and Savior yet. And you would like to receive Jesus now because without Jesus, it is too difficult to walk in true righteousness. It is Jesus who delivers us from sin and it is Jesus alone who can give us the gift of righteousness and the ability to walk in righteousness. So we need to come to him. Let us pray. Just say the simple prayer after me if you'd like to receive Jesus as Lord and Savior. Lord Jesus, I come to you now. Thank you for dying for me on the cross. Please, Lord, I repent of every sin I've ever done right now. Please, Lord, forgive me. Please, Lord, enable to me to follow you in truth and righteousness. Thank you for forgiving me. Please come into my heart and life as my Lord and Savior. And some of you have received Jesus but never been baptized in the Holy Spirit. Just carry on praying with me. And Lord, I ask you, please baptize me in the gift of the Holy Spirit. Teach me to walk in righteousness every day of my life. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Some of you are sick. Lay your hand on your sickness now. Say, Lord Jesus, please lay your hand on my hand and I will be healed in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Now you need to walk after righteousness every day. Resist the devil 
and follow Jesus in his righteousness and he will make you stronger and stronger in righteousness until you are stronger than that sin that's tempted you for years until you are stronger than the devil who tries to tempt you until you are stronger than every demon and as you are walking in righteousness you are filled more and more with the righteousness of Jesus and you will become stronger and stronger in righteousness and God will bless you so much God bless you greatly and I'll now hand back to our pastor now God bless you <music> 